0: Hi, my name's Madalena Kay, and I'm the host of the podcast AI & You, produced by Europod in partnership with Podium Podcast, Agence France Presse, and Cora Media. In AI & You, we deal with the history of AI and how it is having an impact on our lives, from social relationships to employment, from climate change to wars and security. Is AI changing our world for the better or the worse? Come and check it out for yourself.
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The 2022 edition of the FIFA World Cup in Qatar has been making the headlines for weeks now. Just not really or only for the rolling ball and... For the iconic football stars on the pitch. From allegations of corruption in the process leading up to the award of the competition, to the accusations of breaches of human rights in the build-up of the stadiums hosting the competition, little has been left uncovered by the press. For these and many other reasons, a relevant share of staunch football fans across Europe are boycotting the competition. But what does it take to organize a boycott? And how are football fans living this peculiar moment in the history of sports? Welcome to Europe Talks Back, a podcast that shines a light on often unreported stories from across Europe. My name is Alexander De Menorici. coming up next in this podcast, living the blackout of the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. We'll be right back. So, this is kind of a special episode of Europe Talks Back, as we decided for once to give space to two direct interviews with external guests. Kind of. Indeed, in the first part of this podcast, you will meet Elliot Dickinson, who is chief of staff at Bull Media, the podcast production agency producing Europe Talks Back. Elliot is not only a chief of staff, but also a huge football fan, who on a regular week would watch several football matches on Saturdays and Sundays. However, for the first time in his life, he decided to boycott the FIFA World Cup. So, we asked him a few questions about how he is experiencing all of this. This is me speaking to Elliot Dickinson. Elliot, introduce yourself, please. Who are you? Name, surname, what you you doing live?
0: Okay, so I'm Elliot Dickinson. I'm 27 years old. I'm uh, working at Bull Media, a podcast agency specialized in European affairs. I'm the chief of staff here at this company, and what I do in life basically is I'm also a photographer and big fan of football.
2: Right. This is why I brought you in today. Um, so you're a big football fan, and if anything is happening in the world right now, it's the World Cup in yes. Qatar. So how do you feel about this World Cup? I mean, uh, are you happy it's going on?
0: I'm not happy it's going on. I think, first of all, it's a very bad timing, and of course... With all the issues that are related to this World Cup, it's complicated, you know. I mean, I'm, for example, boycotting the World Cup at the moment. I haven't watched any game so far. I mean, I've watched some sort of Instagram posts and stuff, so I've been able to see some goals and results and everything, but I haven't watched any game yet. And yes, I think this World Cup is should not have taken place, to be honest. So why do you boycott? various reasons but first of all i mean i think what has been going on in qatar is catastrophic you know i mean how the human rights have been just completely abolished and smashed and not respected and how many people died just building the stadiums uh stadiums in now that are crowded and in which now players and you know, also players that I follow and I, I like playing this on this ground. I find this completely horrible to ju- just even think about it. Mm-hmm. For ecological issues also, I mean, I found it completely crazy that we are now having games in a air-conditioned stadium where players are boiling hot, training under 40 degrees, all of this happening now in I mean during this whole climate crisis and this should be okay mm. so yeah I think this is a, a also one of the big issues so human rights and of course ecological issues. Mm. So how do you boycott? So I'm not watching any games and that's pretty much it to be honest forcing myself not to watch any games. And it's complicated because I think there's four games a day now. Every two hours, you would be able to watch a game. And as a big fan, I'm used to watching games every two hours in the weekends, for example, or watching... English football and yeah, the Premier League. But yeah, at the moment, okay. that's how I'm boycotting the, the World Cup, not watching any games. And
2: You are still reading about the news on the World Cup, I guess, yeah. uh, and about the boycott itself. Yeah. So what do you see happening across Europe? Yeah.
0: That's a, a very interesting question, actually, because I, I literally just uh, read an article about people boycotting the World Cup now in, in Paris, for example, and people walking around in the city in Paris with universal television remotes. And being able to turn off the television in bars that are actually showing the games, which I found, to be honest, first of all, hila- hilarious because that's going to be a really funny moment for everyone, and which I, I find actually quite useful because I mean, then it, I think it's a, a quite pacific way to to protest. To protest, <laughs> you know. Uh, I think th- this is a very interesting way to do it. I know also, for example, that. There's a huge also boycott um, thing going on in Brussels, also at the ULB, the big university here in Brussels. So what they're doing is they're projecting World Cup games from previous World Cups. (laughs) Oh, right. Okay, so like organizing massive parties, a lot of beers, but actually projecting like games from previous World Cups. So I think two days ago was France, Belgium, from the last World Cup, and I think the idea, again, is very interesting, you know, very <laughs> funny, very funny way to protest.
2: Fun enough. Playing a devil's advocate here, did you watch the 2018 World Cup in Russia?
0: I did, even though there were so many issues related to that. But in that case, I think what's happening with this now current World Cup, I mean, first of all, I'm older and wiser and more informed than I think even though there hasn't there hasn't been enough I think uh, information about how all this World Cup was organized, how Qatar was selected, how many people died building the stadiums, how human rights have been smashed away. Even though we didn't receive enough information I think about all this World Cup I think we did still receive more information than we did in the last 2018 World Cup.
2: Hmm. Listen, um, final question, uh, what should people do to inform themselves about what is going on in qatar or how this world cup was prepared i mean i guess that you are a huge football fan so you follow football you read the news you must have informed yourself somehow to take that decision of boycotting
0: i, I mean there are many first of all uh, instagram accounts that are of course talking about all these issues bon pot for example on instagram i thought had very interesting um, coverage of this whole world cup uh, story. Netflix also just released an interesting TV show about corruption in FIFA. So it's the whole story basically about FIFA, but also how Qatar now has been selected as uh, the host of this World Cup.
2: And um, are your friends boycotting as well? I mean, as you must have friends who follow football. I mean, I guess the joyful moment usually, so you must have friends who follow football as well. Is it a shared uh, decision?
0: It, it definitely is. And that's also something why I'm actually now boycotting is of course, for all these issues that haven't been mentioned before, but also in my surroundings. A lot of my friends and family are boycotting the World Cup, and that's also quite helpful, to be honest. I mean, I live with my brother, and he's also boycotting the World Cup, even though he's also quite into football, and most of my friends are boycotting the games, and, yeah, I think that's also how people can get into this movement.
2: Thank you, Valerian. Well. Pleasure. We'll be right back. Chiara Jaumann is a copywriter at Heimat Berlin, an iconic creative agency in the German capital. We met Chiara online as we dug into the world of boycott initiatives related to the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. More specifically, Chiara is one of the persons behind the Football Blackout for Human Rights campaign. This campaign was launched together with Boycott Qatar 2022 a public initiative gathering hundreds of organizations who underwrote a declaration against the FIFA 2022 World Cup and Laut gegen Nazis, an association fighting the far right in Germany. We invited Chiara on this episode to understand how Football Blackout for Human Rights was born, why this campaign matters and how people can join. So this is me speaking to Chiara Jaumann. So Chiara, I came across this website on the web, which is called the Football Blackout for Human Rights. What is this about?
1: So the Football Blackout for Human Rights, I think it kind of the name already explains what it's about. It's an initiative. It's a social media campaign that is supposed to enable literally each and every person on this planet to stand up against the fact that this World Cup was, I think, in 2010, in a very corrupt way, donated, not donated, but awarded to the country of Qatar. How does it work? There's a website, footballblackout.org. Everybody can super easily join it. And this website provides everybody, each and every soul um, all around the globe with the opportunity to post a simple statement saying that they won't be watching football um, on one specific date, but also saying what they will be doing instead. So it's a little boycott.
2: So you mentioned this specific day, which is the 10th of December. So why does the football blackout for human rights need to happen on the 10th of December?
1: Why is it about this day? So together with our partners, Boycott Qatar and Laut gegen Nazis, we were stumbling upon the fact that this year, the International Human Rights Day of the United Nations, I think it is just called Human Rights Day, but might as well say international, because it's like globally, happens to be the same day as 2 quarterfinal matches of the World Cup 2022 in Qatar. It's this Saturday, Saturday the 10th of December. And we were figuring, Jesus, we have to do something on that day, mainly in order to raise awareness about the topic. And I think that the idea originated at a point in time where the media buzz about the World Cup and the FIFA was too little, in our opinion. It has definitely grown ever since, which is good. But still, I truly do believe that civil society in general could have been way louder about it, still needs a tool to be way louder about it, which is why... We came up with this idea to enable every person to like stand up in the easiest way possible.
2: So if I get it right, this campaign is about even if you don't boycott the whole world cap, you can boycott on this specific day and it matters.
1: Exactly. It's like, well, today, I mean, what it basically says, if you look at the English version, you always have like, it's a lot of random shit because we're like, you know, hi, Matt, we like to, I mean, this is a very serious topic. So I hope that nobody thinks we're making fun of it in any ways. In general, it's, you know, always supposed to be lighthearted and fun because people can relate to it, which is very important also in communication. So we just like came up with like random shit that is usually procrastinated not just random shit there's like also other lines in there that like kind of wave it out if that's correct English but like today I'd rather iron my shirts twice than watch football this is obviously sarcasm I would rather drunk text my ex than to watch football this is obviously also sarcasm and then we have like you know more like deeper deeper options also depending on obviously what kind of human am I humor is a very like you know uh (laughs) difficult topic sometimes, like people are different. So there's also like, I think one line that says today I will like join a demonstration for human rights instead of watching football.
2: Tell me a bit more about this international version you mentioned, because usually English is the international version of website, but this doesn't seem to be the case for the football blackout for human rights, right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> the international version is supposed to like give every person on this world uh, opportunity to talk about this topic in their own language. I, w- I don't want to say every single person because this is not every language of the world. We were like taking the major languages, obviously, also the languages of the like teams that are playing because we're talking to football fans, which is also very important. People like you, people like me, who are like usually football fans, but who do not agree with like you know having sports turned into a business, which is clearly what is happening here. But yeah, so as you can see, the international version, it just says, like, it's basically the the one English sentence that says, today I will not watch football and on December 10th, nobody should. And then it's just like literally translated in like a lot of languages.
2: Kiana, you already mentioned that this project was important for you from a value perspective. So let's get a bit more political if you don't mind and. I want to ask you, what were the reasons and concerns that moved you to kick this off?
1: Everybody who is working here does also believe in the concept of freedom and in the basic concept of like human rights. And Qatar in general is a country with a government that is sadly violating human rights severely. LGBTQ plus rights, women's rights. It's something that I think by now we all kind of no, like what is really important to me like to always mention when it comes to like talking about this campaign in general is that we are not speaking up against the country as such or the people of qatar we are speaking up against all regimes or governments in general that are sadly as i still said violating basic human rights every human has the right to be who they want to be especially in a context of Football in every context, but now we're talking about sports. Football or sports in general, it's something that is so profoundly beautiful when it comes to the power. It has to bring people together, help them be seen, help them be seen as who they are. Football is for everybody. And this World Cup, due to the fact that the FIFA has decided to award it to a government that is, in my opinion, you know, not letting people be free or as they are, It is not anymore. Like this time football is not for everybody and that's not what it should be.
2: Listen, I'm a huge football fan and I can't say I'm boycotting Qatar, but in fact I am. But it might be more linked to the fact that Italy, my national team is not at the World Cup. So I want nevertheless to ask you about, you know, the accuse which has been formulated towards many boycott initiatives that there is some hypocrisy to the Extent that this is happening only now, but then, you know, generally speaking, for instance, Qatar through investment funds has it made its way into football since a long time. And you have, for instance, in Germany, Bayern Munich, you know, the most important football team in Germany playing with uh, Qatar Airways on the T-shirt. And um, so what do you make out of that?
1: this is like also like it's such a big topic you know it's like don't you think it's like now you're saying something but in general you're like consuming plastic you're like smoking you're like driving a car you're like flying i do not think it's hypocritical i think the question is really good and i think it's a really good question because it like you know it starts discussions always but i think it's always better to do something than to do nothing and it's always better to stand up for human rights if you have the power to do it Like us as a communication agency, I think we really do believe that communication still has the power to change something. And that's what we're doing here. And obviously, like I can't also in my daily business always work for clients that are 100 percent, you know, agree on everything that is on their daily agenda. But that's life kind of, I think the hypocritical thing about this is maybe that we started way too late (laughs) like let's see what's going to happen on saturday and to be honest i'm always like i'm always like i'm already happy with like 400 people like signing up to our pledge list that's impact to me like you know even if shit doesn't go viral it's impact if like even just two people you know saw our out of homes and like got inspired by just like getting informed about the fifa or the world cup
2: Do you think we should maybe at least make a point about what football has become more generally speaking, or I mean you mentioned corruption at the beginning as an issue beside the really important topic of the defense of human rights, but football today appears to be full of money, and you know corruption is kind of endemic sometimes to systems where there's just a lot of money, isn't it?
1: So as I like mentioned before, like as I started when it came to like, what is this about when like, you know, FIFA has decided to award the tournament to Qatar. It is not about football anymore. I think this is a very important message. It like has become a power game. It's about power. It's about money. And that's always, I think in general, unhealthy things, (laughs) especially when it comes to a scale like that. So it's about the basic principle of corruption, really like this. As I said, so much money everywhere, like people get dependent on like a certain government. And I think for a lot of people, like football fans, it's just very sad to watch that like, you know, sports is becoming a business. Yeah, it's something very commercial, um, which is also not like necessarily, you know, understandable or supportable. And I really do believe that in general, this whole like corruption game is so absurd that it can only go downhill from here and um, you had a question in there earlier which i think is very important to answer as well it was kind of saying should we, do you think we should boycott football forever i actually thought about that and the answer would definitely be no. <laughs> no 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 of course not we love football but we should free football and we should free all sports from corruption and from money and from money and power as i just said
2: I was wondering, on a more positive note, is there anything that struck you that you saw going on during this World Cup? I mean, you boycotted, it, you didn't watch it, but I mean, I guess you followed nevertheless what happened, right? Uh,
1: Hands down for Iran, I want to say that really quickly. I think they were like the only football team so far, the only national team that was kind of provoking their own regime at the moment. I mean, they were standing up about, in general, you know, regimes that are severely suppressing human rights which is a very brave move. None of the European, that's also my personal opinion, maybe people will like disagree, but in my opinion, none of the European teams did anything that was like severely groundbreaking taking a stand, which is also very sad. So I'm still hoping for a lot of people or like maybe even football clubs, Europeans, to like make this sign happen. So yeah, it's like basically about, you know, making clear in the public, Dear FIFA, we know you're really corrupt. We don't agree with it. So let's stand up.
2: So Chiara, I guess I need to ask you, but what happens after the 10th of December though?
1: That's a really good question. I mean, since, um, you know, we just talked about the fact that we are giving people the possibility with their statements to like boycott every game. Uh, We will obviously change the tiles after December 10th. So there will be like new options and we will people, we, we will, leave people the option to like still stand up for every game or for boycotting every game but obviously the 10th of december is still our core core day d-day because it's the day of human rights
2: and on these words i'd like to close this conversation kiara thanks again so much for being with us here on your talks back today and explaining us what the football blackout against human rights is all about thank you
1: thank you so much it was fun actually let's do this again
2: We'll be right back. You can follow Chiara Jaumann and Elliot Dickinson on LinkedIn. Instead, visit Football Blackout for Human Rights at www.footballblackout.org. As for the other organizations we mentioned in this episode and behind the campaign, laut gegen Nazis is on Twitter at Lautgegen Nazis, that's L A U T G E G E N N A Z I S. The website is www.lautgegennazis.de. Instead, Boycott Qatar 2022 on Twitter at Boycott Qatar 22. The website is www.boycott-Qatar.de. And this is it for this week's episode of Europe Talks Back. The producer of Europe Talks Back is Antoine Leroux. Sound design is by Jeremy Bouquet. Editing and mixing is by Jeremy Bouquet and Thomas Kusberg. Promotion and Marketing by Bianca Pittencourt. My name is Alexander Damiano Ricci. We'll be back next Friday.
0: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ